0: hi guys welcome back to the to all the people podcast i have none other than my best friend preston with me aka dr dargahi i'm so excited for him to, ha- to come on this podcast i am so mad y'all because prior to us recording this we just had the deepest conversation and i didn't Indeed. press record so that is def- definitely my fault preston is like one of my closest friends he's been here for me like through the gutters. He's been here for me through a lot of different things. He's he's shown me different versions of myself. We've transitioned so many different times in our life, and we've just managed to constantly and continuously be friends. This is a conversation about therapy, health, friendships, light and love, because if you don't have that right now, it is very plausible. How are you doing, Preston? I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm doing so well. Thank you, Janelle. Happy to be here with you. Um, So yeah, I'm Preston Dargahi. Um, I do have a master's in clinical psychology, and I currently teach psychology. Um, so just here to spread love, light, and awareness.
0: Okay, so I'm ready to get into this, you yeah. ready?
1: Yes, into our discussion that we were having.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. I'm so sorry. We were talking. I'm we going to ask, it, I'm gonna we ask you the it. same question, because yes. I think that your response was just so, like, it was just we was in it the first question that i asked preston was why people like what was it that made you think that what what was it that pulled you into this sector of like people because that's really what it is working with people helping people why people
1: yeah um so for me whenever i talk about psychology deeply um i do go into my initial coming into psychology and understanding what it was and that came from as Janelle knows, when I was, so we met when we were like 15. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years prior to that, I had a very tumultuous situation in my family with my mom. Um, and that really turned the whole family upside down, the whole family life upside down. And I had clinical depression.
0: Mm-hmm. and Which I did not know.
1: Yes. Um, and I had that for two years. Yeah. So that started from around, I was like 12 years old. Um, and then I was actually coming out of it right when I met you, funny enough. Um,
0: I'm still shook. I'm honestly still shook that I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think you knew, but it was, no, it's been but a like, long time ago since we've we've It,
0: it has been it. a long time, but like, I think like whenever like I see a person I see like the full scope of them if Mm -hmm. that makes sense so like now that I know that maybe I didn't really was able to digest it because I was a lot younger you know when you're young Mm -hmm. you're just Mm -hmm. in your head about your own shit all the time of course I feel like now like I'm like replaying previous conversations that I've had or you know things that I've said to you not like prob, not like rude or problematic things but like just the way that you think just the way that you see things it's honestly like is making me see you in a different light not like in a bad yeah. way, but like
1: no, probably a, a more layered in a way,
0: like an onion. Mm-hmm. But you're also someone that I don't know. You just kind of like, like I said, you kind of like ebb and flow. Like you have a very healthy side to you. Like your mood is always consistent. You always try to see the positive um, side of things. You're also biased sometimes. You're also rational. You also are your own, an only ch- child, <laughs> which I give you shit layers about the of
1: time. the onion. Layers of the onion. Yeah.
0: But um, there was something that you said when you started going to therapy. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like?
1: So, again, whenever the situation happened um, in my family, it it really threw me. Because growing up, I will say I had a wonderful childhood. Mm -hmm. um, Idyllic, almost. Mm -hmm. And lots of love, Mm -hmm. lots of safety. Like, it was great. Mm -hmm. And then all of that just went to shit and to be quite frank my mom actually had uh, a mental breakdown mm. and it just turned everything upside down mm. the safety consistency all of that was like literally from one day to the next gone yeah and so that threw me um and already when you're 12 like the world is you're coming yeah. into yourself you're coming yes. into hormones whatever like even if you have the perfect situation it's going to be shit but then you put yourself in a shitty situation it's it's even worse um but i also thought that all of that was because of me Mm. i thought that all of that was happening because of me
0: a lot of self-blame
1: lots of self-blame lots of guilt over stuff that had nothing it was not anything to do with me um but when you perceive it that way then that becomes your reality
0: yeah Ooh yeah
1: you know and so I, in going to therapy, one of the things that my doctor, who was a great, great therapist, uh, helped me to do was to to understand my mother actually, because it wasn't about me, mm. and to, mm. I, let that sit in. Right? It
0: yes. was never about me. Because it's it's but the, it's so hard to separate it. It's so hard to like separate that like this actually has nothing. To do with me when you're oftentimes getting the brunt like you're, you're getting the effects
1: exactly exactly and you are taking the effects because your life is changing your surroundings are changing yes. the way that someone like your parent the literal closest person to you who birthed you their experience with you is changing so how do you not process that as something to do with me right mm-hmm. especially at that young age um but I she encouraged me and we walked through I learned so much about my mom's trauma actually Mm -hmm. what life has she led yeah because our parents are people way before they come to know us right yeah and that's different for us to understand that this is a person that is also experiencing life for the first time
0: very true very very true
1: and you know in doing that I uncovered so many things that Sometimes it's harsh realities.
0: Sometimes we
1: put our parents or ourselves or other people, whoever, on a pedestal. And especially when it's your parent, it's hard to say, actually, this is like something ugly, right? Yeah,
0: or like they're having a human moment.
1: You're having a human moment. You've had, whether it's a traumatic experience or it's a shortcoming of some kind, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to look and be like, this is this is an aspect of you yeah but in doing so you come to more understanding yeah i feel like i came to understand my mom for the good which she has a lot of good but also for the parts that needed some help yeah um and, and in doing that that just opened my eyes to like everyone actually has so much going on behind the scenes very true and psychology can answer that for us
0: very very true I guess like what I think about you know like sometimes um what you said like it really like it just like stood out and like I have just so many questions about it that I want to ask you a lot of times like I get dms from girls or people or guys basically majority of all types of people LGBTQIA, you know like jewish black hispanic all types of people Mm -hmm. and they say to me like I don't know how to make this relationship work with my parents or my mom. They have these tendencies that I don't necessarily agree with. And sometimes I'm not able to really give them the full answers because it's like, I don't know like the root of their situation. Like for me, at least like with my situation, with my parental figures, I feel like there's no way of us rehashing things if like there is no healing on their end and if there's like no sense of awareness. Because sometimes, sometimes your parents won't give you the space to even be your own human. And sometimes they won't even give you the space or allow, or allow you to have room to be understood by them, mm-hmm. you know? And I think what's admirable about like your relationship with your mom, opposed to like some of my other friends relationships. Cause it's so weird because I've realized like me and my friends, we all like have some type of interesting relationships with our parents. Um, they've been able to move past it. I think I really struggle because I don't think I ever will be able to move past it. I've had conversations with my therapist about it. Um and I think a lot of people are mourning relation I think a lot of us are mourning relationships with people that are still living who have no sense of self-awareness and it and and it honestly it's like it's very debilitating because it's like damn like I know what we could be. But mm-hmm. we may never be that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you get what i'm saying i 100 like,
1: get what you're saying and i think it is such a nuanced answer mm-hmm. because it really does depend on who's on the other side yeah right and how receptive is that person yeah because i'll be honest most of the time nobody is going to be 100 percent receptive To any criticism about them even if it's a calm criticism a constructive criticism nobody wants to be told that they're wrong
0: very true very very true
1: you know i'm fortunate enough that thankfully um, me and my mom are in a good place and my mom has definitely taken ownership of a lot of the major things that happened um so that is a blessing and i were able to move forward in that way but at the same time, I will say that there are still boundaries in place mm-hmm. that the little kid me, that grew up in that safe and loving environment mm-hmm. that we talked about, I would have never thought that I would have had to have those boundaries.
0: You have to.
1: You have to, and that but that again comes from, I can understand and accept you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. But I also have to understand and accept me as a person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as we come into adulthood, I have to be the protector of me so yes and
0: that's also that inner child healing absolutely I think I think like like now that I'm thinking about it I think one thing that you and your mom have been able, big reason why y'all have been able to move past a lot of things is because you tell her your boundaries and then y'all are able to, she accepts it, she understands it because sometimes people won't know unless you tell them or or let them know how you feel like this isn't right. I think like when a parent is like crossing those boundaries and won't respect them, then Mm -hmm. that's when it might be time to re- fully remove yourself from that situation
1: definitely and don't get me wrong there are still sometimes where I will play, she like uh, she you won't. gotta remind her like listen <laughs> mom listen yes she won't always respect the boundary but at the core of that, though, there is love, and I mm-hmm. know that at the core of that, my mom loves and respects me, and so because of that, I can move forward even if she's not respecting a boundary one day. That's okay because I respect my boundary. Yes, so I'm taking a step back. Right,
0: you're like the boundary king. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Um, but but yeah, so I think I think if at the core there is a love and a respect mm-hmm. there, you're gonna move through everything. But when someone stops showing you that they love you and stops respecting you, yes. That's when it's time to think about, well, maybe what would my life look like if I removed myself more yeah. from this person? Yeah, for your own well-being.
0: Yeah, I've been struggling lately. I haven't even to- I haven't even told you because you're know, about to go eat after this, but like, I've been struggling. I went to therapy yesterday, and I was like telling my therapist like some of the stuff that's going on because, like, I I think therapy is so important. Like if you really want to discover like your own self and if you really want to unpack then yeah like even like when i talk about like my parental figures i had to kind of like realize there's a codependency factor of me that gets a high from like being appreciated by people not anymore mm-hmm. you know i've learned to heal on it but i used to have like this very weird savior complex not on purpose not like i woke up one day and i was like i just want to i just want to be the savior of my family it's just like i was kind of put into that role and then when it came to any relationships i had outside of my family and i wasn't like and I didn't have that that type of um, role role. it was very very difficult Mm -hmm. for me to like manage that and I think one thing about healing from parental and family trauma is understanding that there are limitations definitely like there are things that you're gonna have to unlearn it's all in an essence it's almost like being reborn again
1: I agree and I think that's something that a lot of people either go into therapy or go into a healing relationship right and they have this idea of what they want it to look to look like Mm -hmm. and you've got to let that go because you don't know what this looks like on the other side Mm -hmm. because you haven't been there
0: very true you're coming from a
1: situation where there was a lot of problems with this person very true so to think you're going to come out on the other side just peaches and daisies and skipping through the forest all day together no bullshit (laughs) bullshit right it's going to be different and you're both going to have to give a little bit. But I think that's the point, right? Is that you meet each other where you both are comfortable. And again, if there's mutual love and respect there, you're going to be good.
0: So what would you say to someone that's like really like, because that's the thing. Like I think so many people when they're going through like their healing, their healing path and their, and their healing, I feel like their own personal intuition has been so broken that they like, they struggled trusting mm. themselves like they don't even know because that that intuition i don't even want to say the intuition is broken the intuition hasn't been nurtured mm-hmm. like like there's like a level of intuitiveness because you're not really like if you grow up with a narcissist or something like that you don't really know how to make decisions for yourself right you're constantly thinking that every decision that i make it has to be in benefit of like the narcissist like Mm -hmm. it can be as simple as like what clothes should i wear today will the narcissist like this it should be as simple as like what am i going to eat today will the narcissist like this like every decision you make is not your own personal decision it's Mm -hmm. it's literally through the lens of someone else Mm -hmm. and like i think when you break free from those relationships learning new boundaries and trusting your own intuition can be very scary because like when someone breaks you down like that it's like damn what the fuck i don't even know i don't even know what to believe
1: Yes. I think also this, this brings up a a psychological point, which is whether or not you have what's called an external locus of control or an internal locus of control.
0: Mm, Elaborate.
1: Yes. So someone with an external locus of control is someone that lives their life and makes their decisions based on factors outside of them. So especially say that you grow up with like a narcissistic parent, right? That's mm-hmm. actually been ingrained into you mm-hmm. that like everything that goes on is not- is outside of you, right? The clothes you wear are about me. Places we're going are about me or about this situation or this perception, right? All of that is outside of you. Mm-hmm. Opposite of that, which is the more healthy way, is to have an internal locus of control. Mm. So things that are that I'm experiencing, things that happen around me, things that I feel is because of me. Mm. I control what's going on. I control my experience. I control my feelings. And if someone outside of me is acting crazy, well, if I didn't do anything, if I did something, also an internal locus of control acknowledges when they did do something wrong. Because that mm. again, though, that's because of me. I did something wrong or I didn't. And if I know I didn't, then I'm comfortable with that because my locus of control is internal. Mm. So I think making that switch though, especially if you've been kind of ingrained that Mm -hmm. everything that happens to you is like outside of you or has to do with someone outside of you or a situation outside of you or whatever, um, making that switch is an effortful process, but is a rewarding process. Cause it will change how you experience the world
0: very I, I can definitely see that do you think that if we cannot move past like the external factors could that lead to some level of narcissism like long term like do you know what do you, do you get what i'm saying like sometimes when i think of when i think of narcissism i think of like you know no one's born a narcissist it's like there's there's like certain factors like i had asked my therapist this i said if we play victim for so long, will we then become narcissists?
1: Mm. Uh, in, in what way? Like in that you're playing victim so much that you just view yourself as being victimized by everything? Yes. And in that way you're like yes. displaying narcissistic tendencies? Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I can see that being plausible. Um, because if you, again, Right. It's all conditioning. So if you are conditioned to believe that everything is happening to you and that everything is um, almost an attack on you, then that can manifest itself into some narcissistic tendencies because you're believing again that the, the world is, is, I don't want to say like attacking again, but kind of at you as opposed to you at the world. Yes. And that's exactly the difference with the external or internal locus of control.
0: Yes. That totally makes sense to me. It's just so interesting, like, um... That's like why I say like when people recognize like patterns or see things that they don't like, it's important to act fast because I feel like the the more that we continue to like, be like, oh, well, this is just who they are. This is just how they is. We're normalizing a behavior like some of us have a higher tolerance level for bullshit because we've been tolerating bullshit for years. Very true. Very, very, very true. And. I think the worst thing that you can have is like an avoidance tactic. Me and my Mm. therapist talked about that. She told me, she was saying to me, she's like most of the people in my family are very avoidant. So we enable the narcissist. And because I'm not like that, I will always just, I'll always rub people the wrong way because it's just more so the fact that like, I will never ever allow myself to be okay with what the narcissist does, and if I'm not okay with the nar- with with what the narcissist does, then the narcissist tends to take it out on everybody else mm-hmm. around them, mm-hmm. because I'm not in control, and then everybody else around them starts to get angry at me, which I think can also manifest in them becoming narcissists, people that that are avoidant. If you can't stand up and say, this isn't right, when you become avoidant, I feel like you, that, I feel like when you avoid, it's that external thing that starts coming out. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's, I'm just gonna let it be, it just has nothing to do with me, Um, I just need to make sure that I'm, I need to make sure that I look okay, I need to make sure that I, I don't know, there's just so many things, like when I think about narcissists and stuff, every narcissist that I know was a victim Like before, Mm -hmm. like literally, they were like there. There's something that happened to them, and I think my thing is is like with like some of the relationships that I have, I really try to humanize people, like like deeply. But like when it comes to the mistreatment of someone belittling you, putting you down, treating you like shit. At some point, we have to look up and say, we cannot keep making excuses for this behavior, and that's what I fucking struggle with. I sometimes humanize people too much. Mm. I humanize them too much when, mm. and that's what I'm talking to my therapist about. My therapist always said, it is okay for you to not like people. Stop trying to humanize people. Like If they don't sit right with you, if they've done, if they've done things to make you feel uncomfortable, if they've done things that, that does not sit right with you, stop. you don't have to humanize them. You do not have to humanize them, nor do you have to be okay with it.
1: Definitely. Um, I would say that that is another part almost of having that internal locus of control, right? Because mm-hmm. at the same time, it, not humanizing them also doesn't mean dehumanizing them.
0: Yes, 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 right? yes,
1: yes. Yeah. So It's I never can,
0: like a, I wish bad on them. It's never, never, it's just like, I just need to remove myself. Exactly. I hope they figure it out, but I don't want to be the person that changes them.
1: Right, yes. and you don't have to be. Yes. And that might also go back to, what you were saying earlier that role that you've played mm, that, right? savior, that yes. savior role yes so now when you encounter people you want to take on that role because that's that's what you've been conditioned to do actually. very true right and it's okay to sometimes say you know what like maybe this person isn't for me and i actually don't have to be their savior
0: very true
1: and i'm good on that and that that's an internal locus of control
0: very true i literally had a podcast a couple weeks ago and i literally was talking about how like the unhealed version of you is not capable of having healthy relationships
1: i agree completely
0: because you just ke- you just keep on like you keep on like going in that cycle of creating the same dynamics mm-hmm. that you just left out of
1: and especially the most important relationship that you will ever have right It's the one you have with yourself.
0: Oh, they're gonna say with the Lord. I'm not with God. Oh, well, with the
1: Lord too. With the Lord too, but but with With yourself.
0: yourself, Yes, it's very, very. That's very true.
1: And if you're not healed with that relationship with Mm -hmm. yourself, then you you're not gonna have successful relationships with others, whether they're any type of relationship really. Um, So healing is for yourself, and then once you've healed yourself, then it heals the relationships around you. Yeah. Or leads to you knowing how to have healthy relationships with others because you have a healthy relationship with yourself you value yourself very much respect yourself you have boundaries for yourself so when all of those things are in place for you it's easier to put those things in place for others
0: Mm -hmm. i just want to reiterate that preston is also a leo guys so why does that need to be reiterated Because I just feel like, I don't know, you be telling me all about the astrology and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that because like, I just feel like you really are about yourself. Yeah, about
1: not myself. like it,
0: not like in a bad way. I just think that you're definitely someone that's just like very much like, this is my, this is like my, this is like my thing. And I think that's a very admirable trait to have. Like you don't really let anything, like you're very confident. You don't let anything kind of like, get in the way like I just I think that that definitely takes practice right I think my question is is like how do you show yourself grace like how do you give yourself grace
1: Mm. how do I give myself grace that's a good question because sometimes I am a little hard on myself right
0: you are. You have your moments. I have my moments. But, they, but I feel like you do have your moments, how so I'm thinking about it. I didn't yeah, ask I, a question. We probably gonna have a conversation about it afterwards.
1: <laughs> no, but I think I think in giving myself grace, sometimes I, I step back and I do look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I look at where have I come from? Mm-hmm. What have I accomplished?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How have I made things happen for myself? How have I been loving to others? Mm-hmm. How have I, to actually talk about God, had a relationship with God? The things that um, God has allowed me to experience. Mm-hmm. So when I look at things like that, I actually see like humbly. I will say like I'm doing really good.
0: <laughs> do you ever have mom- Do you ever have moments where like you're like. Where you just kind of want to cry. Not like because you're sad, but because of like all of like the things that God has done in your life.
1: Mm, like of gra- Yeah, absolutely. I feel that. Absolutely. I think, you know, you and I have also had conversations before where we realize like if 16 year old me and you could walk in and see the wh- what we're doing right now.
0: Be freaking the fuck out. Be
1: freaking the fuck be out. Be
0: like, God damn, that bitch did it.
1: Like it really happened, you know? Yeah. So if you just remind even and even if you haven't accomplished much, right, I think it's still important to value yourself and to see yourself Mm -hmm. doing well and Mm -hmm. to know if you're effortful Mm -hmm. then you're doing good. If your intention is pure, you're doing good. Yes. So it doesn't mean you have to wait until you're in the cool place or you're driving the cool car or you're whatever, right? Because I don't yes. want to make it seem like that. Yes, like yes, yes. You should always yes. have that inner feeling.
0: I like that. I that like that you said that. You. Yeah. I like that you said that because um, one thing that I have noticed is like sometimes like with the content that I post and stuff and I've had conversations with you. I don't want people to think that This is the type of level of success that you should want to attract or want to have. Like, there's different strokes for different folks. Some people want like a smaller house that's more cozy. Some people do want a nice car. Some people just want their favorite Honda or Toyota. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I think about. And I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast for sure, are people that are we on their, I know we got Lana over here, <laughs> people that are the the camera is like off too, so it's fine. Oh no, it's off. Yeah, it does that sometimes. Well, it's because of my my thing. But we have we have we have like 15 minutes recorded, so okay. I'll make our short clips, okay, and I'm still gonna okay. upload on YouTube. I usually just add like the picture of us. I'll okay. add like a picture of us at the end, but yes. once and I have, have my once I have my studio up, we gonna be Gucci. Like this ain't gonna be happening all the time. But. Oh my god, no! But what I was gonna say is, um, <clears throat> damn, what what was it? But what I was gonna say is, it's like, you know, I do want to like break down like accomplishment, like what an accomplishment looks like. In particular, I want to really dive deep into like when you were at your lowest point, right? You know, I think some of the steps when i think about it like my lowest point like when i was really depressed and couldn't leave the house like it was so bad i was crying every day i was having very like this team i was having very chronic suicidal thoughts i didn't want to li- live anymore i was very hard on myself i remember there was about a good three months there was no when i was depressed i was depressed for a while but there was no money being made I didn't have like a super cool car or anything like that. I didn't have a super cool place or anything like that. I was basically starting from scratch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think what did it for me because in and I, and I think my most proudest moment of my entire life is just beginning again. Like the moment that like I decided to get up and just go like to not lay around and just go, and I'm not saying get up and go straight to the gym, no, physically actually getting out of the fucking bed. Mm -hmm. Getting out of the bed, going to take a shower, Mm -hmm. and and maybe making myself some food. Mm -hmm. Maybe not watch the TV, maybe I'll read a book. Even if that was just three hours of my life that I did that morning, I was so proud of myself because it started opening up doors, and I'm like, okay, if I can do this, then maybe I can leave like there was literally a period where I was afraid to leave my house I couldn't leave I could not leave it was it was like it was it was like
1: I understand I've been there
0: it was just too much like I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't like muster to speak I couldn't muster like to see someone and I think about when I decided to you know get out of bed go shower start that very routine without putting so much pressure on you know going to the gym and 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 obsessing over these these tiktoks of like the insane morning routines that no one does because Mm -hmm. it's all bullshit no Mm -hmm. one is doing that i just want y'all to know that no one is doing that your favorite (laughs) influencer is actually like recording at like 10 o'clock at night before they go to bed pretending they're doing these routines and they're not doing it they're pretending it's 5 a.m when it's actually not that
1: just an aesthetic guys that's what
0: i'm saying i just want y'all to realize that you know like i don't the reason why i never post my routines is because my routine is my body has to flow with whatever it wants to feel like in the morning time ebb and flow and so if I would have never just gotten out of bed and was just like well let me go take a shower or let me make myself breakfast or let me read a book I would not be where I am right now so I have to give myself grace in those periods that were the hardest because it's easy easier now for me to get up every day and do what I need to do but that that groundwork you know like i call it like a mustard seed right mm. like you have to like plan it for it to grow into something bigger
1: hundred percent and those small steps are really important
0: they're so fucking important like i feel like people put too much pressure around like getting their mental health in order like first off get out the bed one step at a time one literally baby steps baby steps Toddler steps. absolutely like, and and it's okay like that's what i think about truly did you have like a similar experience
1: um i think so i mean i think even now sometimes it's it's even when you have a lot going on it's kind of easy to get overwhelmed yeah and get bogged down by it and you have all these different things running around in your head um so whenever i i do feel like that uh, there's been times even now where i'm like you know what i don't want to do shit today i want to lay in the bed
0: Sometimes you need them days.
1: Sometimes you need them days for sure, but also sometimes deciding, okay, let me do one thing. Yes. Let me not look at the 20 things that need to be done. Let me do one thing. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll be present doing that. I'll be calm doing that.
0: Mm, Present.
1: And that will lead to the next thing. Okay, well now I can do the second thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Now
1: I can do the third thing Mm -hmm. because I haven't overwhelmed myself yes and especially if you're starting out on a mental health journey or you're starting out trying to change your life and in any way i think giving yourself that grace Mm -hmm. that i can do one thing towards my betterment and Mm -hmm. that's actually a win yes game changer
0: very true and it's also like a process of getting to know yourself like like even when i'd be posting like the manifestation and shit it's just like oh there's so many other things that i want to tell you because mm-hmm. it's it's easy to just like make a vision board and go do all of these different things but you know like when i talk about manifestation when i talk about my life where i am in life right now all of all of who I am is embodied by the experience of getting to know myself. I didn't know what I liked until like I knew what I liked, if that makes sense. Like, and that started off with those, those small stuff. That started off with getting to know myself. Before planning this grand, big-ass future, I needed to make sure that I was okay enough to move into that future. You don't want to get everything that you want and not be able to hold on to it because you've been ignoring these little areas of your life.
1: Right. Right. Because you could torpedo your way through it and ignore everything or you can actually deal with what you've got to deal with and then come into your success already successful yes because if you're inside you're already successful then honestly everything else doesn't matter it's going to fall into place regardless but you are successful
0: yes it's just it's just so crazy because like you like I remember when we were when we were kids I used to be at your house on your mattress I had some <laughs> bullshit going on at home. Preston used to come I used to be like Preston can you come pick me up like because I was always having. Press the nose, you know, like, and that's why I say it's so important to have friendships that validate your experiences and what you're going through because a lot of the things that like I talk about in this podcast are things that I was experiencing it, experiencing when I was 15, but I didn't really have the awakening until I was like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. So like having people around me like this reminds me that this was not anything new. The decisions that I made were not anything new. The relationships that I have with my family were not anything new. These were things that were going on i just chose not to avoid it any longer so like i just think about how like i said like preston can you come pick me up and you'll ask what well, literally literally i'd be just sitting there waiting for you you, you came every time but I'd be I, would waiting, I would come every two to three hours <laughs> and then preston's dad is so like that preston's dad is so amazing like i used to go i don't know i told luke when i told luke i was like i used to go stay at preston's house luke was like he didn't even think anything of it usually like like with guy friends he's like well did any like did y'all have something something he didn't even think anything of it because you know luke loves you to death too but i just remember like you were definitely like a safe haven for me
1: oh thank you likewise honestly we we had some definite good times we were doing some crazy (laughs) we were
0: yeah we were yeah we were really um we weren't wild but we was a little we was a little we were a little nutty. We were a little nutty. We were also very downers. Like we we, 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 we I don't want to say we were downers. We were we were very much oh, how can I explain it? We were very much uh
1: I feel like we were down for
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah, which wasn't good. Which
1: yeah, I mean definitely pros and cons. Um We dabbled
0: know. in a few things here and there. We
1: dabbled in a few things. I don't know why this one memory is coming to mind, and let's see if you remember, I'm sure you do, that you were over at my house and I think you were gonna spend the night, and it was like 11.30, and you just had the biggest hankering for a cupcake. You were just, you just wouldn't let it go. <laughs> and so I said, okay, Janelle, I'll drive you to the store. So we go to Tom Thumb, We get, and you were upset about something else at the time. And we go to Tom Thumb, we buy you your cupcakes, we get in my car, you immediately rip open the box and start to eat one. You looked inside, do you remember this? No. There was a bug in your cupcake.
0: No, no. (laughs) There
1: was a bug in your cupcake and you broke into tears like on the spot
0: no uh, Yeah, <laughs> but it was like other stuff going on
1: other stuff was going on
0: oh my god that's such a deep moment yes like i just wanted a pretty cupcake you just and wanted then... a
1: cupcake and you been to it and but
0: the was cupcake was like the it. cupcake was like the symbolism of life i just wanted a peaceful
1: i think it was the it was the straw that broke the camel's back for you that night because you were already upset and we had been talking about it um and that cupcake, it just it messed it up. But you know what? We uh we went inside. They gave us a refund. They gave us free cupcakes.
0: Did I continue to eat the other cupcakes? N- uh, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> we, we we returned that shit <laughs> real quick. Okay. Um, but then we got you your good cupcakes, and we went back to my house, and we probably did something that was illegal for us Mary at that Jane? age. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Me and Preston used to be little stoners. Um. We've outgrown that phase of our life. Yes,
1: we were high school stoners for sure. We were, but we got our cupcakes and we ate them, and all was well in the end. But that just that I'm stuck screaming.
0: Out to me. I don't know why. <laughs> like I have like this stuff I do not remember.
1: Really, I Guess. remember that clearly because when you broke, I already knew you were upset. But when you started crying, I knew. Okay, friend, l- 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 let me help you out.
0: A bitch been going through some shit yes because I'm not like a crier do you think I'm an no. emotional person
1: I think you are an emotional person but I don't think you're a crier I don't think that There's, you
0: I can I can I can like put in a number into the amount of people I've cried in front of yeah it's been you I've never ever cried in front of Maki ever wow. I've never cried in front of you I've cried in front of Luke clearly but like I don't know you have to like know me deeply for me to really feel emotional
1: Mm -hmm. Mhm. yeah
0: like genuinely genuinely that i don't know if that's just like an aquarius thing or that's just like a me thing but it's just like i do think i like that part of myself like i i do share a lot of myself but i don't share all of myself
1: i understand and i I, maybe that is a i mean i think it is you um but the aquarius is, is interesting not to not to tie that all the way in but um you know that my moon is aquarius oh my god here we go i'm just saying and like how earlier no this is, this is true <laughs> no I, I, i'm ready for it Aquariuses are detached
0: do you think i'm detached
1: i think that you're detached in some ways in a way that i can resonate with because like you said that you don't cry in front of many people
0: mm-hmm. as
1: close as you are to me we're like siblings right mm-hmm. and you even just said like when i was talking about the clinical depression like you haven't told me that Right. Which I did, but it was years ago. But I, I don't bring it up because that's like a detachment. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's detached. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I think,
0: so our detachment style is more so like we're not detached from people. We're detached from experiences. We're detached
1: from right, experiences or mm-hmm. feelings, especially ones that we don't like.
0: Very, 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 very true. Because so,
1: right. Not wanting to cry in front of someone because I don't want to cry in front of someone. So I'm just going to detach from that shit.
0: I was doing EMDR (laughs) with my therapist, and a lot of weird shit was coming up that I completely forgot about. Mm. There's some stuff I don't want to remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's traumatic, then mm -hmm. that's the natural processes for the mind to repress because the mind is trying to actually protect you from it. Now, it probably is healthier to go through it, but it's in the natural inclination of the mind to repress it.
0: I'm going to need the business to be fully functioning. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like sometimes I don't want to revisit what I don't want Traumatic to Traumatic re- things. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And I think the difference is, is like, I said this to my therapist is like, I envy people who have rooms to make mistakes because we have friends and we have people in our life that were able to choose the trauma that they decided on. They were able to choose their own path. Some of us were kind of webbed into things that we had no full control over. So there's just also like, for me at least, there's just a lot of things that didn't really give me the room or space to make the kind of mistakes that I wish I would have been able to make I don't know I I hope that makes sense but it's just more so like the trauma that I've experienced isn't trauma that I did to myself it isn't because someone like you know when I think about it like it's not like because like I I did something or I sought out something the trauma that I went through was at the hands of something else or someone else Mm -hmm. I was just a part of I was roped into their their trauma into their chaos you know and I just don't want to live my life like, you know what I mean? Like when I think about it, I just never want to live my life at the expense of someone else's yeah. problems. I don't want to even want my kids to, to live life at the expense of someone else's problem. I also don't want to be the, the bitch that's just trauma.
1: Well, I think I think that that is all in the process of to bring back the earlier point coming into the internal locus of control yeah because the external one especially in childhood that wasn't up to you now some people they're in adulthood and they're choosing to have an external locus of control yeah that's another issue right but when you're a child yeah it has to be an external locus of control Mm -hmm. because you're not responsible for your your housing your environment your security a child is not responsible for that so the locus of control is inherently external
0: yeah
1: um but now that we're older and we can see the trauma for what it was and we can see the situation for what it was moving that into well i'm gonna i'm gonna internally be good yeah that's gonna make all the difference
0: very true and then everything will just flow to you
1: exactly a law of attraction is very very real and psychologically that's very real yeah what you think is what you become Very true. And it is a psychological fact that if you're thinking a negative thought, your experience of that thing will be negative. If you're thinking about, I have to go to work, right? Mm -hmm. Your experience of work is going to be negative. You just set that up for yourself. If you think, hey, you know what? I get to go to work and I get to, even if it's not the job you want right now, even if it's not the pay you want right now, but it's giving you something. I'm going to have money that other people don't have. I'm going to you know whatever it is look at it positively
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're gonna experience it positively
0: i like that do you have any final thoughts
1: final thoughts are that i love you so so much I you are you an best. amazing person an amazing friend i'm blessed to have you in my life
0: oh keep telling me more uh, keep telling me more i'm just more, more more i love you too i really do you're very important to me likewise this is a friendship i will never let go Like, literally, like, I'm not kidding. Like, I have my friend, like, I told Luke this. I was like, there's certain people I meet in my life. Well, most people, I feel like most of my friends right now that I have in my life, I'll never let them go. Even if we have an issue, <laughs> <laughs> I will find you. Yes, <laughs> I will do what I need to do. No,
1: but me and you are like soul siblings, and we always have been. We always will be.
0: You be having your other friends though. Well, I'm, I'm just have, kidding.
1: Yes, but you. I you, mean,
0: Puya. I love Puya too. I, I
1: have very unique relationships with all of my friends. I will say that. Um, I feel that. Me too. Yes, yes, but yours is yours is very special to me and i love you endlessly
0: (laughs) you're gonna be that parent that's not gonna choose favorites every parent has a favorite you're gonna be one of no it's very true every parent has children this is no i don't that's not the right word you're gonna be the type of parent that's gonna be able to make each one of your children feel special in their own unique ways oh god yes one thousand percent yes yeah like your your kids gonna be like well mama well dad i felt this way i feel like you did this and you're like no, honey. Like, I just want you to know that you're, this is your strong suit. I don't want you to feel like I don't care about you. You are very special. Spect- like, you're going to be that type of fucking blessed parent.
1: and highly favored.
0: Period. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, me. Well, I love you. Co- Thank you for coming on the podcast. You should come back on some more I'm whenever the so studio's down. up and running. Do you want to go see the studio? Yeah, we can. I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten a single thing today.
1: Let's go eat. Um, So let's see everyone can follow me right now really the only thing is Instagram um, at Preston Dargahi Um, hit me up if you want advice if you want guidance anything just to say hey um, and I will get back to you.
0: (laughs) I feel like after this episode people gonna be hitting you saying where can I go sit down and talk with him.
1: I would love that let me know I'm open for business um, and I'm ready to help everyone on their healing journey honestly that's that's my passion my goal and
0: with your glasses on you're gonna have your legs crossed just like this you know you're gonna be like this Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. looking at them real Mm -hmm. deep (laughs) the Maritonka smells good don't it
1: janelle always smells good if anyone ever wondered like what does janelle smells like she smells like heaven she smells like i just don't even know how
0: to explain it she just always be smelling good it's my my perfume collection is great but i also have like my weird body collection too she got a lot going on y'all okay well i love you guys y'all have a good monday be well be good everyone thank you all peace out bye